Welcome to Kitzer Kitzer. We are up to Simon Samach Hey, Part 3. Halacha Yud Beis, the Halachas of Ribis. Now things get a little complicated here, so buckle up. Someone who lends money and takes a mashkun, but this mashkun brings in money. E, the mashkun is a house, a field, or a, a place in shul. The malve, the person who lends the money, now has the mashkun, and he can take the revenue of the mashkun. However, this revenue comes out of the loan. If he's making $10 off of the field, then he detracts $10 from the amount that the borrower has to pay back. If they agree on a certain price, then even if the field brings in a little extra, it's much for him to keep that. However, the rent cannot be returned directly to the borrower. There's a lot of halachas about the mashkun, and therefore one should ask a chacham before accepting one and dealing with its revenue. Next halacha. An item that has a specific price set. It's also to sell it for more than that price. In order to push off the payment of the deal. For example, if there's an item that's sold for $100, I'll sell it to you for $120, but you don't have to pay me right away. You could pay me in, you know, six months. However, that's us, sir. But to be able to, if the item does not have a set price, it doesn't always sell for $100. Then it's mutter to sell it for more and wait to accept the payment. As long as he's not charging a sixth more than what the item's worth. That's already a no. Uh, because at that point, everyone's able to recognize um, that the reason why he's charging him so much more is because he gave him the gift of being able to hold on to the money and not having to pay right away. There is a another nakuda in this halacha that even if he's not charging too much, right? Instead of $100, he's charging him 105 But if he says straight out, if you pay me now, you pay me 100 If you pay me in six months, then you'll have to pay me 105 That's us, sir, even though he's not charging that much more. So too, if the buyer decides, you know, I want to pay you $120 for this $100 item because I want to sell it right away to be able to have the $100 right away. Because the money, holding on to money is, is, has an intrinsic value. That's also awesome. Next, halacha. Someone who has a star chayv. He has a contract that says that Shimon owes Ruvain money. So Ruvain is, has the star that says that Shimon owes me money. He's allowed to sell this star. It says that Shimon owes me $100. I'm able to sell it for $90. I'll sell you this $100 star for $90. And you write a star about the star. Say, I sold this star to Levi. And uh, now everything that Shimon owed me, Ruvain, he now owes to Levi. And the buyer takes all achrayas, unless unless there's something that's uh, 
the the buyer's Zacharias, like if Shimon had already paid him back, that would be uh, Ruvain's responsibility. Next halacha. This is very useful. The idea of selling a star can come in handy if someone needs money right away. For example, you have Ruvain that needs money now in Nisan. He could go to Shimon, and Shimon will give him a star that says that Shimon owes Ruvain money. Shimon owes Ruvain a hundred dollars that he's going to pay him next month. Right? And Ruvain and Shimon now have a star that say that Shimon owes Ruvain a hundred dollars. Okay, now Ruvain can sell that star for ninety dollars. He'll sell it to Levi. This way, Ruvain has ninety dollars now in Nissan. And he's going to owe Shimon a hundred dollars. And Shimon's going to own Levi $90. However, Reuven can't write the Starchoiv on himself and then sell it to Shimon. Even if he uses a Shliach, that's Aser. For example, if Reuven needs money now, he can't go to Shimon and say, write a star that you owe me $100. I'll take the star, I'll sell it to you for $90. This way, I have $90 now, and I'll pay you $100 in a month from now. That's also that's Ribis. Have a wonderful day.